In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Betches Media presents... Donald Trump was a, a stain on our country. I am someone's daughter, too. That's what I'm oh, Congratulations, Mr. President. The Betches Suck Podcast. Mr. Vice President, I'm speaking. Hello, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Millie Tamaris. And I'm Sammy Sage. And this is the Betches Suck Podcast, where C-SPAN meets the group chat to help you process and laugh at the biggest topics in U.S. news and politics. Happy, happy Thursday. Happy yes. Thursday. This has been a long week. Has it been for anyone else? Every week has been so long for me lately. <laughs> you know what, though? Today is 311, which reminds me that amber is the color of your energy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wow. I just had to, like, dig through my brain for where that Wait. all. <laughs> Millie, I really went. hope that this morning, as everybody was like, it's the anniversary of the pandemic. It's the anniversary of the pandemic. Millie's just like, actually... It's three of your energy. Yeah, that's so funny. Wow. So that's like high school me would have like been like, oh yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean Pi Day is right around the corner. 30 Pi Day. Pi Day. Oh my God. I went Aileen's on a birthday date is Pi, on Pi Day. Day. Whose birthday? Aileen. <laughs> so by many metrics, today, March 11th, 311 day, is also the one-year anniversary of the pandemic. On this day, our March 11th, 2020, let's 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 take us back. Joe Biden has just had just won a bunch of primaries, effectively closing off the path for Bernie Sanders to win the nomination. On this day last year, Harvey Weinstein was sentenced to 23 years in prison. The World Health Organization declared a global pandemic. <laughs> And at that point, 31 Americans were known to have died of COVID-19. The NBA canceled the rest of its season, and a previously unknown government doctor named Anthony Fauci testified before Congress that the coronavirus was about to get a lot worse. Let's listen to Dr. Fauci one year ago talking to Congress on March 11th, 2020. Is the, is the worst yet to come, Dr. Fauci? Yes, it is. Can you elaborate? Well, whenever you have an outbreak that you can start seeing community spread, which means by definition that you don't know what the index case is and the way you can approach it is by contact tracing. When you have enough of that, then it becomes a situation where you're not going to be able to effectively and efficiently contain it. Whenever you look at the history of outbreaks, what you see now in an uncontained way, and although we are containing it in some respects, we keep getting people coming in from the country that are travel-related. We've seen that in many of the states that are now involved. And then when you get community spread, it makes the challenge much greater. So I can say we will see more cases and things will get worse than they are right now. How much worse we'll get will depend on our ability to do two things, to contain the influx of in people who are infected coming from the outside and the ability to contain and mitigate within our own country. Bottom line, it's going to get worse. And it did. Narrator, and it did, and it did get worse. 
Reader, we could not contain the pandemic. Can I tell you what I was doing a year ago? Please. What? Flying from London. <laughs> oh, you were one of the people. I don't know if it was on I the was podcast. one of the people. I don't know if it was on a podcast or not on a podcast where you talked about this. You were one of the people. Because I was going to say right after that, Donald Trump, I guess, closed off travel from Europe. And that's when we saw all those crazy pictures of hordes of people just like butt to butt, face to face in every airport in America, including Millie, apparently. I yes. will never forget that day, like watching all of this play out on TV. I forgot about the Harvey Weinstein thing completely. Yeah, I totally. forgot about um, the that Joe Biden. That was when he like became the nominee. All I can remember is like the NBA and then like hordes of people in the airport. It was yeah. crazy. It was crazy. I think like I flew back the like right under the, the 11th and I think they closed borders or something on the 12th, like literally a day before they closed the borders. And um, I mean, I can go deeper. It's a crazy story, but it was. Were you it, scared? Like what was going through your mind? Or were you, were you like genuinely nervous mm. about being able to get back? Or what was what were you thinking? I think like when I was in Europe, I feel like I was just missed like it getting serious there. Like mm. I went to, you know, I was in France and then it was like, oh, we went to the Louvre. We were like, should we go to the Louvre on Sunday or Saturday? It's like, let's go on Saturday. And then it's like Sunday, everything's closed. And we're like, oh God, they're really freaking <laughs> I kind of remember you when the know. Louvre closed, actually. I remember seeing that. That was on a TV. big one too. That was like an icon for some reason that sparked a lot of oh no. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah this no, like that ramp was... up period. I can't you really did just miss it. Good thing you went on Saturday. I think good thing we went on Saturday. And that was literally the entire trip was like by one day. And then we went back to London and I did all these shows and shit. Oh, my God. You did um, shows. Wow. No, my last big comedy show was in London. Uh, wow. And I think that was the last show for a lot of people, which was crazy. And uh, yeah, I just remember being like, Oh, everyone's freaking out. I think like I was kind of a little nervous, but we just we just didn't know anything. Oh, no, yeah. And then Donald Trump, like, even though whatever, everything he says is a lie. You're like, he wouldn't lie about something like this. Right. So he's saying it's not a big deal, which I really, mm -hmm. really fucked up America. He's like, well, he's saying so. I was like, should I get a face mask? I don't know. And then I remember mm -hmm. going to trying to go to Walgreens ahead of this trip, which was like in the end of February and, and trying to get a face mask. I'm like. We sold out of that like months in ago. January wow. in January. Yeah. yeah. Like they didn't know where you could, you couldn't get a face mask anywhere. At the end of January, I actually walked into the hospital that's around the corner from my apartment and I asked for some face masks and I was just like hoarding those like five masks until I don't even know if I ever like wore them. <laughs> like, yeah, I feel like it was impossible to get masks until like, May or April. I mean, remember something. when everybody, when you like, we all posted videos about how to make one out of a bandana. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Here's Imagine the thing. wearing that now. If they had told you, if they had said, cover your face with something starting like March 8th, let's say, I really feel like that could have made a difference. Like it made a even huge if there difference. weren't masks, like, or people who had them who like, for example, I didn't wear the masks that I had gotten from the hospital in January because I didn't a, a at first they told you like, 
if you wear only wear a mask if you're sick and then they and then there was like a whole shame campaign around like if you had masks and like the doctors That's didn't have right. enough masks yeah. so i was like oh i don't want anyone to know i have these masks oh my God. like because no one can get People them are so fucking annoying but like and like been... all the while it probably would have been better had you been wearing them no i feel like yeah. the same thing is happening right now with vaccines it i is. feel like everybody is being that way about vaccines i literally had to mute somebody because Somebody's like, you guys, I haven't seen friends in a year. I've been in by my apartment all alone for a year. And I and it's uh, it's obnoxious. Like if you don't want people to ask about, you know, your health condition and how you got the vaccine, then don't post about it. Oh, and it's just like, you know, no, everyone needs to get the vaccine. Under what other condition would you ask somebody about their like health under what like? Yeah, nobody's entitled to know. Nobody's entitled to know, one. But two, like, I guess for me, I mean, it's a lot of things, right? First of all, it's like, it's a huge thing to, like, accept that you're severely obese enough to get the fucking vaccine, which is literally what this was, you know? Like, I remember I got a, I was like, I don't know. I don't, I don't go to the doctor because the doctor's literally... It's literally like YouTube comments in your face. It's somebody oh. for a two for an hour telling you how fat you are. You tell them anything. They don't like care. They're just like, oh, well, you need to lose weight. You need to lose weight. And it's like, OK, I work out three times a week. Like I mean, like, are you going to listen? You know what I mean? So like, yeah. I just don't. But then they're like, oh, you're going to need like a signed doctor's note that says that you're technically obese. And I was like. I don't even want to do that. Like, I guess they I'll don't wait. check. They don't check. Well, they don't check. Yeah, yeah. No. But the crazy thing was I got a COVID test at one of these sites, like these like government one sites that like there's no weight, whatever. And I was like, hey, what's up? No, wait. They put the thing in my nose. I left. And then whatever. I checked my results two days later. And then the nurses know in all caps was like severely obese. <laughs> Oh my god! Totally, like eyeballed it and left that little note, and then I'm like, yeah. you know what? Now I have proof. If oh, they that's ask for yeah. Brava, brava. <laughs> yeah, they don't have like they should like hire like the carnival people from like the guess my weight games to like stay outside of the COVID sites. Honestly, okay, I, I will I will break the news and I admit it here. I am getting the vaccine because my BMI is over 30. I don't think that necessarily like when I told people they were like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Like you're like you're not obese. I'm like, well, you're putting the value judgment on it. I'm like, actually, according to the BMI chart, I am. And I'm getting the fucking vaccine because I can. Yeah, the BMI thing. Well, now everyone's like, oh, well, BMI is stupid. I mean, it's just like all these things. It is stupid. It is stupid. And everyone's like, everyone was concerned about fat people's health until, you know, they can get a vaccine. And I was like, wait a second. That's (laughs) right. Here's the thing. Like, if you want the BMI to be stupid, then like, okay, like all of a sudden it's stupid because you're seeing like that actually you're considering people to be obese or overweight who are like really not like yeah it's just it's stupid and also i thought it was real. i thought it was so interesting just to hear the reactions people would give me like wow well at least you can get the vaccine it's like don't feel bad for me like i'm fine like you're gonna get the vaccine yeah like i don't see it as like an insult that uh that this is happening i feel like and i mean that's like kind of the other effects of like people are accepting 
you know, their bodies and their age, which I think a lot of people didn't want to. But it's also, yeah, I mean, but I think like there's there's no martyrdom in like holding off or waiting and all this stuff. And and I'm just going to get it. And even my friend, I don't know why, but one of my friends was like she just called she called the vaccine site just to see when she could possibly get it like theoretically because she's health whatever and they're like okay we signed you up for this day and she's like i don't know what i should do and i'm oh, like just yeah. get the fucking vaccine like we're all gonna have to get it as yeah. i mean doses in florida aren't doses in florida going bad like unmasked because desantis won't expand the criteria i read a tweet i think i said it on the podcast for but i think about it a lot is that there's no such thing as a wasted vaccine on a person if it went into a person it wasn't wasted like there's no such thing as an unethical like it is ethical to if you're on like New York, New York could have said like a BMI over whatever, but they just went by the the obesity BMI, which includes like half of the population. Do you think that like they should part of me wonders like why just get rid of the stupid requirements just let everyone do it and if you want to be able to deliver it to like certain communities or like you know fix the equity I don't think that you're fixing the equity by having like any sort of race online because unless you're very internet savvy and very quick you're not gonna be able to get a vaccine that's why they should just get rid of the get rid of the lines and then actually target certain areas or workplaces like why aren't why aren't workers getting why aren't essential workers getting vaccines in their workplaces? Like at least yeah. huge companies like Amazon and Walmart should be vaccinating their workforce like at work. Like, why are you mm-hmm. making them sign up through this fucking system? Like, think about how many it's, elderly yeah. people you could could get the vaccine if they targeted those people. It's crazy because in New York, like even in New York, it was literally like getting like tickets on Ticketmaster. Like that's how it was getting the, like signing up to get the yes. vaccine. But in Florida, because my dad, you know, I tried to sign up for my dad. I filled out like a pre-registration form, which like even the website looked weird. And then they called my dad two weeks later, like like to schedule, you know, they call you and see like, okay, now, you know, are you good now? And it's just like the system sucks, you know. And but now in New York, they're doing it where if you're homebound which a lot of people are like disabled and you can't leave your house like they'll come to you and give the vaccine so like that's kind but i feel like yeah you're right like it shouldn't be online at all it should just be like you know like they like they do with the covid test they put it in different projects like in the basement of some projects and they're like here's a COVID test. It's like, they should just do it for everybody. Especially since they're not dealing with insurance or anything like this is, they've made it as simple as possible. Like you go in, you go out. We already did this with testing where at the beginning it was like, Oh God, we don't have enough tests. We don't have enough tests. And then we had enough tests, but they were not being distributed correctly. And nobody was able to get a test. And now it's the same with the vaccine where it's like, we're hearing with this Johnson and Johnson by, I think Biden just bought a hundred, another hundred million yeah. doses. We're good. I think we got more than 350 million at this point. Yeah, We're we eventually going to be yeah, saturated and I'll be able to get them. Here's the, but like, if they're worried about vaccine inequity, why don't they just then go to the people who mm-hmm. they're worried about getting equitable treatment mm-hmm. and then let the people who are going to be fine doing the ticket master thing, just, just get their vaccine that way. I think, yeah, yeah. I think like somebody said it needs to be like the census where they go door to door and stuff. I wonder if that's going to but I wonder if like with the Johnson and Johnson thing, stuff like that is going to be easier where it's not two doses and you don't have to do this follow up stuff. So 
you know, I think that I think that will be the future with the Johnson and Johnson thing. I also saw in Alaska, anybody above 16 can get the vaccine, which was, you know, which is easier and probably less stressful. And they're just like anybody wants it can get it. And And then it's like you're more likely to go. It's like, okay, I'll take my grandma because we can get it at the same time. Yeah. And then it's just like done. It's not a whole thing of everybody going, especially with the one dose one. It's like to be able to go like if I could go with like my my grandpa is vaccinated, but like if he wasn't able to access it, if like me and my grandpa could go together and get one shot and be done is a totally different situation than me having to take him for his first dose, me having to take him for a second, mm-hmm. me having to go for my first, me having to go for my second. That's a mm-hmm. lot of steps to take for people that have to work and don't have access to like these also in a, in a pandemic them. where you want to limit movement so that you limit spread right. why are you having you take four trips two yeah. of which are with an elderly person yep like it's just yeah well, silly. that's what that's what i was also like getting annoyed at on on twitter because and i know i can't like take people's projections online and make it about me or whatever but that's also what this girl saying like why do why are you posting stuff about your vaccine and it's like yeah i'm from like i grew up in you know broward county florida like a majority people of color like in florida part like I want people to see young people getting the vaccine, you know, yeah, not that yeah. I'm like this yeah. huge influencer, but like, yeah, we need to start normalizing and everyone needs to be like, yes, get the vaccine. Like I got it. I'm fine. You know what I mean? Like, I don't also, know. It's like a milestone. I'm really excited to get my vaccine. Like this vaccine photo that I'm going to take is straight up like a birthday pic on Insta. Yes, like it's yes. a requirement. I <laughs> did get a thousand likes, which if I knew oh, nice. I would have done my hair a little bit <laughs> i would have torn a cuter outfit and Could if have i had 1500 well also too if i also knew that the fema site was run by hot national guards <laughs> yeah and i would have also dressed cuter i've seen so many thirsty tiktoks of like girls just like filming them getting it and like there's one that has like 2 million views of like, I don't know, this guy in a uniform is just like really sexily moving her hair away from her shoulder. It's just like really, se- I think we're all just like horn dogs for being locked like, up. It's, it's just- quarantine horniness. And yeah. then it's just also like, it's the, it's the palate cleanser of seeing <laughs> like you're, you're in Brooklyn, you're used to the soft boys with the van and oh, then yeah. you just see like a uniformed buzz cut yeah. buff guy from arizona it does something talking to you about like oh i I was talking oh i held up the line because i was talking to (laughs) this guy and he was like oh yeah on the weekend i went to i went i walked the brooklyn bridge and it really reminded me of how small i am as a person and i'm oh my gosh oh my god that's really cute like it's so cute please and then everyone's like move along yeah (laughs) it's like i need my vaccine that's funny (laughs) yeah the vaccine experience like i'm really excited i'm looking forward to it like an event like it signifies that you are like moving past the pandemic in some way why would you not photograph this momentous moment yes let's all photograph Hashtag let's get vaxxed. Yeah, you should be like shamed if you don't post it like a black square. Like, oh, you didn't post? You didn't post your vaccine picture? Who are you? What's your problem? (laughs) For real. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, American Fever Dream listeners, I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Because now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone for any occasion. And it's easy. You just tap or click 
gift mode in your Etsy app or Etsy.com, and then answer a few questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And gift mode instantly gives you a curated gift idea list based on hundreds of personas. Now it is simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of my favorite things to do are go to Etsy gift mode and then search absurd things like what kind of gifts do you have with Walter Cronkite on them? What kind of gifts do you have for dachshund owners? There's jewelry, ceramic, toys, board games, all kinds of fun stuff. A gifting moment is always right around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift Mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. It's Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. This is the best. You just put it back in your box, send it out, and before you know it, you've got your next one. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. I bought the Rachel Antonoff pasta puffer from them. I was obsessed with it, like everybody who tries it is, and it was completely sold out everywhere else. So I felt like I really, really had an in there. So thank you, Newly. Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code FeverDream20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. To end the the sort of pandemiversary discussion, how are you guys feeling? I guess broad question, but like how has this past year impacted you the most, would you say? I know that's a crazy question, but Sammy. Oh man. Um holy shit. Okay. I think there's been like really good things and really bad things. Mm. Um really good things. I feel like it has given so much perspective on like ev- like just so much perspective on absolutely everything um and i feel like a really great sense of gratitude to be yeah like okay mm-hmm. um and then in terms of like bad things i don't think i have any social habits my mm-hmm. physical activity is zero but you can get the vaccine I, <laughs> right, like i'm really i have a lot of like anxiety around mm-hmm. Um, the future mm-hmm. and I'm just trying to go easy on myself but did you not have as much anxiety yeah. about the future before I did but it's like it's it, this is more like specific mm-hmm. like like I don't okay in before the pandemic like I feel like I could like go out for the day I could like see multiple people I could do unexpected yeah. spontaneous things at this point like I'm gonna need like exposure therapy like, yeah, no, like exactly. I need to go out for two hours okay yeah. I'm gonna go out for three hours mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then like I I can't imagine like spending a weekend um yeah. you know 
like <laughs> doing stuff. Yeah. Right. Like running errands, then going to brunch, <clears throat> then getting drinks, then going to an appointment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then coming mm-hmm. home and then going out again. Like, no, exactly. absolutely not. Yeah. Millie, I feel like you could have a way better answer than me. No, I feel like <laughs> in so many ways, I. I've grown so much and I've had so much like literally a year ago, I was living in a shitty building in a shitty apartment, like with a roommate. And and I just didn't care because I was never home. So I never cared about like, oh, yeah, my building like doesn't have a buzzer and our mailbox is just a pile of letters on the floor. Like it was very New York and it was right in the center of Williamsburg. It was like very New York bohemian living. And then through this it really made me like no like i actually you know if the only way i could have like one friend over or something like i want to have like maybe no mice or maybe not hear all my neighbors in the wall or maybe a mailbox like if if i'm gonna depend so like it really has helped me grow in that way of like nesting i mean now you see i'm in my apartment by myself i live alone which was you have a plant (laughs) i have it's so bright yeah it's so bright and sunny i had no natural light so in, in terms of like my home life yeah like in terms of did you decide like, oh, I want to be able to get into a better situation like within a few months of the pandemic? Mm-hmm. I, or it feel just like, I feel like there is just this snap, like mm-hmm. there's just a snap in me where I was like, I can't live like like this is not pandemic living like pandemic living like you need a nicer place. You need a dishwasher. You need these are things that I just didn't care about. I just really, yeah. really. Re- and then and then like and then it was able to because prices went down in new york city too mm-hmm. it, it really went down like a lot of my friends like we were all able to upgrade our lifestyle everybody get- i know all three of us did honestly everyone i know upgraded to some extent yeah and because it, that- you can do you wonder if like once we're back to quote unquote normal, the priority will be like, because when you were describing living in the middle of Williamsburg, like that's great for what you, for what your life Mm -hmm. was at the time. Now our lives are like very home centric Mm -hmm. and like having like you, you're less likely to accept like shortcomings in your Mm -hmm. home. Like Mm -hmm. when I was working on a radiator as my desk, now I'm like, fuck that. I need a desk. Mm -hmm. But do you, do you feel like we're going to maybe go back to that? Or do you feel like this prioritization of the home is going to kind of stay? Well, that's that was my anxiety because I literally just moved two weeks ago to this place by myself. And I was like, damn, you know, like, obviously there are places that are way cheaper, but are more like the other places, like older building. But I'm like, but then I can go back to my my life that I used to have with more freedom and more financial like mobility. But I'm like, We don't know when that's coming. That was what was making it very difficult for me to choose. It's like, we don't know when, when, when normal is going to be, I think it is going to come back. And I feel like by fall, but it's still going to be reduced. It's still going to be, it's going to be different. So I still think like, that's why I made the decision of like a happy medium of like, not something that's insanely out of my budget, but it's super nice, but not something that like is, a complete crap hole that like, you know, so in the middle, and I think in terms of like other ways, I feel like, I mean, something that, you know, you were saying like perspective, but I just kind of feel like it really did reiterate why I'm in New York and like the lifestyle that I chose. And for me, it's just like, life sucks. (laughs) Life sucks. Life is difficult. Life is challenging. Life is hard. And the thing that makes it, you know, worth living is the fun, like, 
going out and eating at restaurants and meeting your friends and seeing concerts and that 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 stuff that's that was like for me and like to have that taken away was really damaging to my mental health but really just reiterated but it was really cool to see like other things pop up like i went to a drag show in the public park and then you know you know and like other things yeah. like 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 that and it's just like yeah this is still like living and thriving and and all that stuff and we're gonna like be creative and adapt but also like you do need these things like that seemed like indulgent or not necessary before like they are necessary because yeah. if not like a work email is gonna fuck up your entire week where before it used to like just be annoying for an hour right you're That's lucky so true. You, you locked in like a good price close to the end hopefully of the pandemic because now like they're gonna probably go up i i'm guessing that was also locked like in. Yeah, that yeah. was also an anxiety of like, I got to do it now because once everyone's vaccinated and then once they open like colleges, you know, in New York again, once NYU and Pace and all those things come back, like I imagine all those people will come. But then you, who knows? Like, yeah. I feel like I hope more things go hybrid, virtual and in person because also working from home is not. I, I was think doing they will. It before. I like it. So, yeah, Amanda, what do you what, what are no, you feeling? No, I feel like mean? everything you guys said, I don't have much to add. I think it like also just sort of exposed like I love living in New York City for the same reasons as you, Millie. Like I'm a pretty like intense introvert, but I I don't like to like be super engaged with a lot of people all the time. But I need a lot of human activity and life around me to like feel like I'm living a meaningful life. Like mm -hmm. that's just what I love about New York is that I don't really have to interact with people, but mm -hmm. I see and witness super crazy and cool and amazing things about humanity every day. And I still haven't been able to do that during the pandemic, but um, not having that is like shown me other things, like put into sharper focus things that I like already have. Like I, I honestly didn't put as much effort into my friendships before and or my relationship or my relationship with my family. But then when mm. everything else that was distracting me fell away, I was, and I only had that and could finally invest time in that. I was like, man, I should have been like cherishing this, all of this a lot more the whole time. And I think I, I will, like, I normally like don't talk to my parents that much, but I rely on at least seeing them once or twice a year. And without that, I'm like, well, I need to call them more. And mm. I have, and it's been really nice. Mm. Yeah. I think like the appreciation for, I mean, I think, we're, I also think we have to realize that we are talking about three people who pretty much were in New York for the majority, like the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And not everyone lived that way. Like a lot of the country right. doesn't, you know, they weren't, they didn't, they're not experiencing the, you, I think you said this yesterday on the podcast, like they're yeah. not experiencing the end of the pandemic. They, they already did. They don't have this because they just sort of like ignored it or like, yeah. you know, whatever they right. if you were trying to get around Texas, it the whole like, way what did you learn from the year of the pandemic they'd be like what are you talking about it has or like, even people who were like who were living the pandemic but you know they moved to florida or they moved mm -hmm. to like you know the hamptons or something mm -hmm. like for the whole time and it's like i i just wonder like what like how the circumstances will affect what everyone took from it mm. because i can't mm -hmm. imagine you would have the same perspective if you ignored it the whole time that's true as much as like we might feel like it's this collective national experience that we all shared it was very different for everybody and everybody had this like uh really somber year in isolation at least new york at least yeah. new yorkers did but 
that's you know yeah and our experience is also different than like my experience is totally different from somebody who did not leave their home like i did leave a lot i felt comfortable walking around outside and going to outdoor dining whereas i know there are people that have not left have not felt comfortable leaving their apartments and don't live in cities where they can walk around and see other people all the time anyway yeah no i definitely went to parks i went to beaches i went on road trips the summer I was went, fun. Yeah, summer was yeah. fun. That's why I'm like... The cases this, were really low. I've never been outside more. <laughs> no, for real. Summer. No, that's why I'm also like, this summer is going to be crazy in New York because last summer there was still things to do and crazy and it was fun. And it was, we had no cure. There was like nothing. Yeah. <laughs> There's kind of no hope. But this summer, like, you know, have, most people will be vaccinated. So I just, I know it'll be quite crazy, but... Yeah, I totally agree. Like, I also... Yeah, they're going to run out of vaccines and plan B. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to go, like, buck wild, but, like, only for one hour at a time. <laughs> like, oh and then yeah. I'll be like, oh, my God, like, it's been too no, long. I have to like go a puppy. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. need exposure therapy, like you said. And I'm also going to need, like... Because, yeah, like, I realized, too, that... I'd love to meet that, you in person. Yeah, no, I would love to meet you in person, both of you. But Wait, we've never met in person? No, I've never, I've never, in person. never met any of you. Um, I don't think I so. I feel like I know you. Like, I feel like I have. Yeah, no, there's so many people like that that I've done stuff online. Yeah. But, like, but also, too, like... I realize I love group classes. So someone's like, what's the first thing you would do? Like yeah. when COVID is over, quote unquote. I'm like, go to a hot yoga class. And who am I for saying that? But also <laughs> like, I'm going to need, like, I hope that there's like classes that amp up to what it right. Cause I yes. cannot go back to yeah. the regular class. <laughs> I okay last week, like half a social, you know what I mean? Last week I was doing like 17 minute minute like workout yoga videos this week i graduated to 22 minutes oh gorgeous (laughs) we're just gonna have to keep ramping up but the other piece that i think maybe maybe we could could briefly touch on is like the ptsd and like that we maybe aren't acknowledging you guys are just saying yoga and when i do yoga and i think about going to a yoga class what do you do in a yoga class you inhale and then you exactly. fucking blow out all of your particles. Exactly. Well, well, like I was like, PTSD- that shit ain't coming back. What, yeah. <laughs> what about like, what about like the PTSD of just like having been sort of afraid of people? I'm worried I'm going to become very germophobic. Yeah. yeah. Like, like I am now at this point. Yeah. Like, what do you like? I wonder if it's going to be. Like if there's going to be some sort of I think of we like- can adjust. I think it will at first, but like, I don't know. I think humans get used to things really quickly. Like just how we got used to the new way of life really quickly. I think we can potentially lock back in to the old way of life very quickly. But if you're already prone to anxiety, that's a perfect little box to put it in, isn't it? Like, oh, now right. I'm a germaphobe. So, yeah. Well, I really, I really hope, and I keep saying this, and I say this every episode, but like, I really hope that we get like Asia, where we do embrace face masks more in our daily life. And like, if you're sick, if you have a cold, you get the face mask, and we wear face masks on the subway. And you know what I mean? Like, I think that that's an important part, especially like considering that the flu is like, non-existent this year right exactly of everything so it's like crazy i mean i'm definitely gonna become like like a face mask germaphobe it's i can already tell like that it that is gonna be a a thing that i grapple with yeah it's gonna take a lot of time to not feel completely naked uh not having one on for sure for sure it's weird watching tv 
I found yeah, that lately too, especially lately. It's so weird lately. I can't handle it. It's when so they're weird. they're not wearing masks at all. And they hug and they're like, hello. And like, like you're touching each other. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's been, it's even in working in TV, like it's weird because some of the rules, some productions are like, we, COVID doesn't exist. This is escapism. Like we're like, like for camera stuff and like whatever. But then like, just knowing the reality of everyone's like triple mass like off the camera off camera and i'm just like damn that's hilarious that's crazy oh man oh that was a very cathartic fun show wanted to know one more really uh upsetting anniversary Saturday marks uh, March 13th marks one year since Breonna Taylor was killed by Louisville police officers in her home. I'll be sharing on SUP everything that's happened since then. It's pretty disappointing, not nearly enough. Uh, Most notably, nobody has been charged for a crime in relation to Breonna Taylor's death one year later. There'll be lots of events and things to watch in Louisville over the weekend. So I encourage everybody to take some time to think about her and look at your resources again and uh, keep up with what has been happening and what you can do to move things along. Uh, the family did receive a settlement, but obviously they want more accountability for what happened to their daughter. Of course. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, well, I, well, I will say I didn't, I didn't realize that that happened right at the beginning right, of the I pandemic. Know. I actually kind of thought it was before. Oh, right. Yeah, right. I know it is very strange that maybe that's why it didn't uh, more people didn't know about it in the beginning of the pandemic when you're not supposed yeah, to. Yeah, that was the priority like, to go into that. a person's house who had nothing to do with what you were looking for at all. When at. you thought yeah. that the, the virus was like Ebola and could spread right. with anything. Like, yeah, I didn't I even know, know it was that. that. Yeah. Okay, but also, well. yeah, in like, Kentucky, they probably didn't think that. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, don't there. try to be. But also, like, I, I, if you can watch the CBS interview with her boyfriend, mm-hmm. it was it was really uh, sad and rough because, yeah, they said they went out for wings and they like just had a normal night. And it was- he only was just cleared or the murder. He had an attempted murder charge because uh, when people broke into his home, he in self-defense fired his weapon that he has for self-defense, injured an officer in the leg who was fully recovered. They charged him with attempted murder. They they cleared him of it, but I didn't know that until this week. That didn't mean they dropped it. They're allowed to just keep it around in case there's new evidence. It wasn't until two weeks ago that they dropped the attempted murder oh. charge against Kenneth Walker. And it's only because we're up. talking about it and we have the focus because the guy that sh- that videotaped or recorded Eric Gardner getting choked, he's in jail. Like, Unreal. you know, and he's had a terrible time since that. Yeah. And yeah, the the girl, you know, the teen that recorded the cops with George Floyd. You, you gotta like, yeah. it's not even yeah. about the people who die. It's you just gotta pay attention to the people. We should do an episode right. on that. Just yeah, that. yeah, we should. Just the I'm people sure who knows a lot about and that. all this stuff. Philando Castillo's uh, girlfriend, like, oh, there, right. there's yeah. all that stuff is crazy. But yeah. anyway, yeah. <laughs> until that episode, <laughs> until that episode, uh, until the end of democracy. I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Millie Tamaras. I'm Sammy Sage. And this is the Betches Sub Podcast. The Betches Sub Podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman, Jorge Morales Pico, and Sean Kilby. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Artwork by Brittany Levine. Our podcast director is Sean Kilby. Be sure to follow us at Betches underscore Sup on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send your emails to suppod at betches.com. Betches Sub
Betches.